Now reading from the Gospel according to John. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in Me. In My Father's house there are many dwelling places. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to Myself, so that where I am, there you may be also. And you know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to Jesus, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, you will know my Father also. From now on you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father and we will be satisfied. Jesus said, Have I been with you all this time, Philip? You still do not know me? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, Show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say I do not speak on my own, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. But if you do not, then believe me because of the works themselves. Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do. And, in fact, will do greater works than these because I am going to the Father. I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If in my name you ask me for anything, I will do it. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. At some point in elementary school, children are taught how to give instructions. I imagine that's a welcome change from always receiving them. Adults will do well to review how to give instructions, specifically that details matter. If the assignment is to teach someone how to make a sandwich and you begin with spread mustard, you've already missed some important details. With what and onto what are you spreading that mustard? Details matter. Details are especially important when giving driving directions. Sally called me one day when we were living in Spartanburg. She was coming back from Charlotte on I-85. She didn't go that way often driving herself, and so she called to say, what do I do next? I said, take I-26. She did. Ten miles closer to Asheville, she realized she had taken it the wrong way. It's <laughs> important if I had said, take I-26 east. Details matter. When Jesus was preparing his disciples for his departure, he alarmed them by saying, Where I am going, you cannot follow me now, but you will follow afterward. The disciples became anxious about being separated from him and wanted to know the best way to get back to Jesus. He tried to reassure them. He told them about his father's house with its many dwelling places that he would go and then come take them to him. They'd have a place with him. And besides, he added, you know the way to the place where I'm going. That would have been a great comfort if they knew where that place was. Details matter. 
If he said, I'll be at the temple, then they'd know how to find their way there. If he said, I'll be at my mother's place, they'd know how to get there. I'll be at my father's house is a little more elusive. Since they didn't know where that was, how could they possibly know the way there? People have always wanted an address for heaven. Short of that, we think of it as up there. Jesus spoke of the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven. Revelation refers to a new Jerusalem coming down out of heaven. We have this idea that heaven is up there and has some address, and if we just get the right road map or the right flight pattern, we'll rocket our way there. But no rockets or high-powered telescopes have found this mysterious place. There's much beauty and much mystery in the heavens, but it's pretty clear we don't get to heaven by space exploration. So what's the way to heaven? To the home of God. My parents have lived in Rock Hill for 40 years, more than twice as long as they've lived in any other place for their life. If you'd ask my mother where she lives, she would say Rock Hill. If you would ask her where is home, she'd say Marietta, North Carolina. Rock Hill is where she's lived for most of her adult life. Marietta is home. Home is more than a location. Much more. It's a place you associate with your childhood, with your early memories, early milestones. You think of family and friends and activities. It's where you learn to ride a bike and set a table. It's where your faith was cultivated. It's where you got a sense of what's right and, and what's wrong and how to go about life. It houses the, when I was young, we used to locations. That's where we hid. That's where I liked to read. That's where so-and-so lived. That's where we played chase, or baseball, or war, or school. People take their home with them, no matter where they end up living. Houses hold many of those memories, but most of them are tied to a particular area. So if the house were relocated to another town, home would still be where that house once stood, not in the new location. And whether it was one house or five, home is still most closely associated with the people who live there, not with a piece of land or the collection of bricks. Home for my mother was where her parents lived and where she got her start. That's how many of us define it. My father's house, I feel sure, for Jesus was not some mansion in the sky. But wherever he experienced God's presence most clearly, it was the right hand of the Father. It was, is, as close as one could be with the Father. Thomas wanted an address for where Jesus would be. Jesus did not offer one. There isn't a way to walk, drive, or fly to the Father's house. Jesus was going to prepare a place with the Father for the disciples so that He would be the way to the Father. 
For the literal-minded, it would have been easier if Jesus said, take I-26 east. And while there are plenty who believe that God lives at the east end of that interstate, Jesus made it clear that the relationship with the Father is about closeness, not location. I've recently attempted to make the case that there is something significant about a place of worship, about the practices of worship, that there is something to making the effort to being here with one another for the purposes of seeking and praising God. I believe that. But I also believe that God does not live here. At least not exclusively. Not exclusively here. Not exclusively in any other house of worship. We don't get to capture God and, and to hold Him hostage in any particular location to the extent that God's presence is here. And I believe it's to a great extent. It's God's own volition. God chooses to show up. In a world where people believe the way to God was through one of the gates to the temple in Jerusalem, Jesus was saying, that may be one way to one of the places where God may show up. But I'm the way to where God is. God may or may not be in this sanctuary. God may or may not be on the Temple Mount. Those are locations. Places where I have personally experienced God's presence and places where I have personally missed God's presence. What Jesus is saying is that you won't miss God's presence when you're with Jesus. Being close to Jesus is being close to God. To know Jesus is to know God. He's the way, which is not a route to drive or to fly or to walk, but a relationship to enjoy. We're such concrete thinkers. Jesus says we know how to get to His Father's house, His Father's presence, and we want an address to put into our GPS system. To which He says, you've missed it again. I'm the way. If you know me, you know the Father. If God is too broad a concept, if the Father seems too distant, if the Holy Spirit is too ethereal, here I am, Jesus says. Every Sunday I get the gift of looking up to Jesus I look at that center stained glass and think about Him. We sing, glory be to the sun, and I have an image of what the sun might have looked like. We say, I believe in Jesus Christ, and I have a depiction to look at. I know He didn't look like that. No Palestinian man 2,000 years ago looked like the man in that stained glass window. But it gives me a human to which I can relate. Jesus was relatable. People touched him. He touched people. And listened. And shared. If someone asks me, what is God like? I think of Jesus. Jesus is wise. Kind. Forgiving. Self-giving. Cares for those others ignore or find uncomfortable or inconvenient. Inconveniences himself on behalf of others. 
challenges those who think they've got God all down and receives those who think that God has no room for them. When he was among us, he lived righteously, but not self-righteously. He lived mercifully and died as an act of mercy. Jesus is the way to the Father because he and the Father are one. To know Jesus is to know God. So I'm not looking for GPS coordinates or a map in order to find the Father's house. I know my way. His name is Jesus. I trust he's getting me there because as I continue to get to know him, I'm continuing to find out more about what his home is like, which helps me keep some of that home with me, even when I'm not there.